All right, so we're going to talk about methods of evangelism, community engagement through evangelism. And that's an old video that I'd seen a number of years ago that I thought was uh, particularly just valuable, fun, and probably not the best way to uh, put the fear of the Lord in us to persuade others. But Paul does talk in 2 Corinthians about knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade others. And our fear of the Lord ought to be greater than our fear of, of an evangelism linebacker. That guy, by the way, did play linebacker in the NFL for a while, and he's a pastor in the Charlotte area now at this point, I think. So, um, But one of, the, one of the ways to engage with others is through gospel tracts. I think there's some good stuff here, and by and large, what we're going to do tonight so I'm going to walk through a series of different articles. We're going to critique some of them. We're going to borrow some ideas from some of them. And then I'm going to let you guys talk for a few minutes, listen. Um, and then at the end, we're going to talk about a way in which we're going to try to engage with our community and taking the gospel to it next Wednesday night. Um, and I'm going to turn the floor to Pastor Jacob on that one. So um, none of this written material is mine. I'm critiquing all of it and interacting with all of it. So... Um, <clears throat> so tracks, tracks are simple. They're complete. If it's a good track, it is. Um, and I think tracks are valuable. Tracks can be left with someone. Tracks can allow us to, uh, let somebody think in another time. And there's some value in them. They can be left anonymously or be given to somebody individually. Um, there's some suggestions on how to do it. Um, there, and I think there's, there's some good things there, uh, uh, you know, but also don't ever, I love the ending note to that one. Don't ever let a piece of paper substitute for speaking to someone about their stole. Don't just say, Hey, now I've done my job. There you go. Um, I think there's some value in that point as well. So I want us to critique 50 ways to use gospel tracks though. Okay. Towards the bottom, that second page, really top. I guess it actually starts on the third page. Okay. And they note that they do disagree with some of those. Okay. So this is a little dated. I mean, when's the last time you saw a phone booth? And my kids don't know what a phone booth is. When we see one on, when we're traveling, they're like, what is that? You know, it's like what Superman goes in to change clothes. That's what that is. Okay. All right. So let you look through them for just a minute. And as you read through them, are there any that you find valuable or any that you think are a really bad idea? And there's a couple on here that I think are really bad ideas. So. <laughs> All right, slip into a pump handle. <laughs> I never thought about that one. Never seen that one before. Um, don't know that that's the best idea in the world. It's not as bad as some others on here, though. Ocean yeah, putting there. a sealed bottle in the ocean. It's a message in a bottle from God for you. <laughs> yeah. Leave and put in helium balloon. Yes, that is the one that I was going after first. Don't put it in a helium balloon. Like, Christians already have a bad reputation for their thoughts on the environment, and then to put it in a helium balloon, probably not going to go well. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) To 
place in a toilet tissue roll in the grocery store, you need to be opening the pack. That seems like it's a problem. Yeah, number 23. Yeah, place in the six pack of beer. (laughs) Couldn't drown those sorrows, could you? Yep. Yep. There's help for that. Yep. Yep. on the ones where it says, you know, hand out at the stadium or during parades or festivals just because I think, you know, or like the parking lots. I just think like the mass mm-hmm. approach is too vague and people are going to automatically dismiss that yeah. more quickly than they would something that seems actually a little bit more random like mm-hmm. you know, what's something that might be a little bit more yeah, at, a, at a roadside rest area or, you know, in a sitting area at a shopping mall that's a little more unique. It's going to capture yeah. attention. Yeah, there's some uses for those. I'm not against them. Um, And it's all in the culture and the community that you're in, also in the nature of the event. Like if we were doing a, uh, in our our area in Burke, there's the Burke Community Festival. I wouldn't be against us having a tent that had them there or was willing to hand them out as people walked by as a part of an event like that where there's an expected literature distribution. But if you're just, you know, if you're outside the, the, the hockey game, just handing them out. I think it's going to, yeah, it's a little bit different too. Most of these just kind of bother me because if it doesn't come with a personal thing, I'm okay with a tract if you're using it in a conversation, but just leaving it seems like you're spamming, yeah. you know, things. And, and we're already in a society which pretty much doesn't like, you know, hates all kind of spammed information that's forced on people. And so that, you know, it's one thing that if you have a table and it's obvious that you're a church and you're handing out literature, that it's it. But to, you know, stick it in things that's not yours to have that, that, you know, especially that stadium entrance, Mm -hmm. isn't yours to you know, to be the distribution center, you know, mm-hmm. then it's, it seems like it's presumptuous that we get to use this as a vehicle for us. I kind of like it. So sometimes people are having crisis of faith or, or used to be religious, and sometimes just having that there, having that opportunity when they're not expecting it, where their guard's down, might be the opportunity the Holy Spirit was looking for. So putting it out in those areas, I think, are beneficial. Yeah. And there's different opinions. I don't think there is a a necessarily right or necessarily wrong on most of these. Like, th- there can be some that could be pretty distasteful. Um, yeah, I-, I think in an area that is uh, pretty prone to be against, like, letting your helium balloons go flying anyways, like putting one in there is probably not a good idea. Um, there's others that I think uh, certainly God can use. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago in terms of how do churches do outreach events. You know, listen, God has saved people in a variety of different manners. Um, so <clears throat> I'm not against most of these. I think some are more prone to be more effective than others. And what I would can encourage you to do is to just pray through and be sensitive to the leading of the Spirit on displaying them, but do not use them as a replacement for gospel witness with your lips. Um, and I think they are better given in context of conversation. I think it's much better 
in context of conversation to give out a track. Um, one thing, I think I told Lily I did this. Um, over the summer, I was uh, in the neighborhood taking a walk, and I dropped by. I don't know why I decided to do it, but I decided to look in the like little bookshelf, bookhouse thing, whatever it's called, the little library thing. Yeah, the little library thing. And there were like four books of the 35 books in it on like witchcraft and cults. And so I was like, hey, I think I'll take those four. And I recycled them. Um, wouldn't be a bad place, wouldn't be a little bad little drop, you know. And I was like, hey, maybe I'll like replace them with four books on the gospel instead of four books on how to be Mormon and join a cult and do witchcraft. Um, you know, but I don't, I don't know if I replaced them with one, if I didn't replace them at all, or if I just got rid of bad literature um, in the neighborhood. Um, but you can be creative, prayerful on how to use a track. Um, anybody, anybody in here been saved by somebody giving you a track? Or is that a significant portion of your testimony of you coming to Christ? It, it, we, yeah. we have a um, neighbor, they're a non-believing family for all that I can tell. Um, and their son came to fall festival here. And one of the little things was like candy in a track. Um, that he got, and he, it was like a cartoony kind of track, and he loved that track so much that he slept with it inside his pillowcase for, like, months, but he would bring it out and, like, read it and ask me questions about it. Um, he's the same age as Jesse, and that was probably, like, two years ago. Um, so I definitely think that there are avenues in which the Lord uses some sort of literature that's just handed to a person at some point. Yeah. Um, number 34, leave with a generous tip in restaurants. Do not leave the fake $20 bill with no other tip. Okay? Like, if you're going to do that one, make sure there's a real 20 in there too. With a bad tip. Like, yeah. <laughs> Period. If you're, if, you're yeah. Le- let me, if you're leaving less than like 20%, yep. Just keep your track in your pocket. Yeah. I've got news you right I here. I worked a tip and give them a track. I waited yeah. tables all through seminary, and it was like, I got a tip for you. Let me give you some good news. Yeah. I'm going to give you the good news instead of a tip. Like, yeah, just, so that one's, that one's. A lot of times, if you like to go sit down and wait for something, a lot of times, and I do all the time, read something I'm trying to pass the time. That would, and I think a lot of people do that. So if you're waiting at a doctor's office or anywhere to mm-hmm. sit down and wait, then there, people will probably read them and may make a difference in their life. Mm-hmm. I would say prayerfully and willingly, but not at the replacement of sharing the gospel verbally. And ideally, to correspond to a discussion, hey, we were talking about this. Here's something that explains it more succinctly or reminds you of what we've talked about. Um, I did that a couple weeks ago in a meeting with somebody. I walked through the gospel. They weren't ready to uh, accept Christ at that point. And I said, hey, let me leave this with you as a reminder of what we've talked about and left it in their hands in that way. All right. Other ways that are there. This one's from Dude Disciple. I think it's the website. Didn't know it was there, but thought it was actually a pretty good summary of different ways to share the gospel. 
Um, pray for somebody and ask them if you can share the gospel with them afterwards. Most people don't, don't reject an opportunity to pray for them. Um, and we're going to talk about that at the end tonight. All right, there's short versions of the gospel message. Some of you, I'm gonna, if you've learned a different one, I'll let you tell me not the meth, you know, like what's the title of the method um, and remind me of it. But here's a good summary of them. The gospel journey I wasn't familiar with, Romans Road. Absolutely. I just think if we're going to use the Romans Road, that in our culture we need to start with Romans 1, that there is a God who is the creator to whom we must all give an account um, and add that from Romans 1 to Romans 3 there. One-minute gospel. I wasn't super familiar with the gospel and personal evangelism book. I am familiar with the four spiritual laws. Use those in college. Steps to Peace with God from Billy Graham's method. Walk through the Bible. I didn't know that was, I think that might be his points on that. Um, it's a good summary of there. Or ask somebody to read the Bible with you. That's one of my more preferred ways. Hey, let's read the Bible and tell me, what are you, what are you getting out of this? What does this show you about Christ? Testimony method. I know Pastor Sam talked about testimony a couple of weeks ago. All right, and this one gives you from Acts 26, three elements to create your testimony like before Christ. Describe how God changed and opened your eyes to truth and share how your life has changed since receiving Christ. Gospel through questions. There's the way of the master evangelism method. Um, questions. I, I prefer, I like questions, not totally just Ray Comfort stuff, but I like questions. Um, that book from Randy Newman, uh, Questioning Evangelism, I really like it. Sharing Jesus Without Fear. Somewhat familiar with that. Any kind of spiritual beliefs to who you, who is Jesus? Do you think there's heaven or hell? If you died tonight, where would you go? And if what you were believing is not true, would, would, you, would you want to know? Um, there's visual ones. I, I hadn't seen the sharing the gospel with a $20 bill method where you crumple it up and do that. I hadn't seen that described. Three circle, they're using that uh, a good bit. There's a lot of churches that use three circle. Um, a lot of our missionaries use three circle. I don't mind it, but it's not my preference. Maybe it's because it involves drawing stick people and that's beyond my artistic ability. Um, but three circle is one that is very popular over the last five years or so. And then there's some gospel skits and plays. One I wasn't familiar with, but I think could actually be kind of neat as an expression um, particularly around Easter, is chalking sidewalks. Um, just make sure that you do it in public area and not somebody's private sidewalk area too. Or chalk the road. Um, don't chalk their driveway. Hey, the wordless book and bracelet. <clears throat> All of those are different methods of thinking about sharing the gospel beyond personal relationship. I think number one and the biggest one by far the one that we discount uh, pretty quickly when we think about evangelism is personal evangelism, relational evangelism, people in your life and the spheres of contact that God has brought into your life. I think it's equally or more likely that God is calling you to share the gospel with somebody that you know already than somebody that you do not know. Um, so, any other f methods that you have found and really, really like? Um, I don't need to know the ones that you don't like that you're familiar with. But does anybody have, like, there's the, there was the evangelism explosion stuff. There was faith Sunday school evangelism. Um, got some familiarity with both of those. CWT, continual witness training, I think is what that one was. Um, 
Anybody got a method that they really, really like to use? Okay. You can take two and pass the rest around. close to the three circle method, but I like the two ways to live yes. because while it is like a track, I think it's meant to be gone through with right. someone, right? Yep. So um, I, I think that's well done. Yep. And two ways to live, uh, if I'm remembering right, one way is God on the throne, the other one is you on the throne of life, correct? Yes. Okay. Yep. But. Yeah. 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 I've used the concepts of that before I knew that the material existed as a track or a version of evangelism. Um, I think. There's like a draw it out way yeah. to kind of like similar to three circles, mm-hmm. but not exactly where you draw out the thrones. And yeah. Yep. yeah. Yep. I like that one. So this is the tracks that we normally keep around here. Um, you'll note on the back story for us.fbc Springfield. Uh, if somebody goes there, it shows them a really cool, good video. Um, maybe in just a couple of minutes, I'll, I may run it if we have some time. Um, but I thought, I think it's well done. I think it's attractive. And what I like about this is that it begins from God as creator. Um, it begins where the Bible begins. Um, which I think is an important thing for dealing with people that do not come from a Christian background. A lot of the older ways that I was taught to share the gospel start with man and sin as opposed to starting with the nature of God and why we belong to him. Um, And I think this is better for a multicultural, multireligious environment than some of the other ways that just start with sin. Um, and, And visually, I think it's good. Um, and I think that that is a neat thing on it. It's not not a perfect track. There's some things I wish it uh, could do a little bit better. And but the reality is, tracks are going to sacrifice something. Um, you know, the best Bible, the best track is a Bible. Um, it's just not short. Um, so this one's the one that we do. If somebody goes to the website on that one, watches the video, and submits a question or dec- makes a decision or has any feedback, it comes to me. Um, so that's why we have that little link on the back. It's possible to go to just like story for us or story us, and they'll get the same video as our URL, but if they submit feedback, it doesn't go anywhere. Um, so that's, that's there. There are Hispanic, or there's not Hispanic, there are Spanish versions of these. Um, the URL tracking mechanism does not work on the Spanish side of things. So, um, and I've tried to work with them in the company and just hadn't gotten anywhere. I've tried multiple times on that. So, So, those are here. I'm going to walk us through, I'm going to show that video on this one so that you know what's there. Um, You can look up and see how it tracks along with the material and 
Um, and then shortly after that, Pastor Jacob will come up and lead us. My voice is starting to trail off a little bit, but I want to hear from you guys first before I run that last video. What have you found as a valuable means of engaging people with the gospel or helping you to be faithful to try to engage others with the gospel? What spurs you on what seems to work? And I don't mean by work as in like, hey, it makes people trust Christ as Savior. That's the Holy Spirit. Okay, that's not your method. So, but what have you found that is helpful? Either in encouraging you or providing you a tool or a, this just seems to help engage with people. Like for some people, it's hospitality. Invite somebody into your home. Um, For some people, that looks, it's acts of service. For some people, it's going to the coffee shop and hanging out. You know, what have you found helps you engage with people? Is it wearing a Christian t-shirt? Like, you know, what is it? What helps you? I think what's very helpful is doing it with others um, and God's given us each other as the church to go out and share the gospel and I think that's a very helpful way to do it uh, with fellow members of your church um, it's very less intimidating you're not all alone um, even if you were to go um, to speak to a friend that you may know on your own I mean just knowing that you have the support behind you um, from your church. Telling somebody that you're going to do it before you do it, if you know you're going to do it, helps too. Um, so, and she'd be asking her friends, like, we need help with Can I pray for you? And then what she does is, She's getting on this plan to read the Bible in 40 days, and they, they stick with it. So that's what she's done. Yeah. That's what she worked, that what worked for her and where she touched it. Good. like it. Sometimes it can be helpful to invite somebody to church. I mean, if they're here, I want to think that almost every Sunday, I want to think on every Sunday, that they're going to hear the gospel through song and through the sermon and some version of the gospel and through the sermon. Um, and that can also help you kind of move over that religious barrier in conversation at times. I did the faith one when you did go out with people and it was a follow-up to a church visit or something like that. You already had an opening because... They had spent time, you know, come to church. Mm-hmm. So there is some at least initial interest in church to start that conversation, mm-hmm. which was a whole lot easier than a cold start. Yeah, yeah I would echo that a little bit. The other is uh, it's always been when doing something. 
So the best conversations I've ever had with somebody is if we're doing, it's not me walking up to them when they're raking their leaves, and let's just start talking. It's always if you're going on a hike together, you're going on a drive together. If they know that you are a Christian and you talk about that regularly, it's not a big step to start talking about, or start, if they're interested, to get into the questions. And a lot of times for me, you know, for the people that, that I think of when we talk about evangelism, it's typically people that uh, your conversation is whether there is or is not a God. It's typically not people that are, have been, you know, churched before. It's now people that don't recognize whether there is or not. And it's really just a discussion about, hey, we spent a lot of time, you spent, a, you know, 12 years to get through high school, you know, and then you go into college. That's all just to have a job you're going to have for 30 years. Wouldn't you spend a little bit of time to at least evaluate whether or not there's an eternal consequence to not making a decision? Things like that that just, you know, more open-ended, take a long time to evolve. Mm -hmm. That's usually, I think, where I feel far more comfortable because you kind of ease into it yeah. based on their question. Yep. Relationally. Yeah. And just not shying away from the important stuff in life and relationships. I, I think that's the best. I think often we're looking for a quick fix, um, and the quick fix we think about is tracks and events. And reality is most of the time it's relationships in a culture like ours. Um, doesn't mean God doesn't use other methods. By all means, he does. Um, I think it could be valuable. Um, a couple of years ago when I was doing student ministry and students were actually on Facebook, um, I encouraged them to put their testimony on there, or, you know, leave something on there on how God saved me, and I'd love to talk to you about it. I think that's still an option for us as adults. Um, you know, listen, God's rescued me. I found this valuable, this video valuable, or here's how God rescued me from sin. Here's how God changed my life. I think your testimony on social media is legitimate. Um, I think it's a means of engagement still for many of you. Um, I think there's some value there. So. You know, there's a lot of different, I, I don't do a lot of fishing anymore. I did a good bit as a kid. My dad does a lot of, lot of fishing. The more hooks that you have in the water, the more likely you are to catch something. Okay? Um, so I don't want to dissuade you from using faithful evangelistic methods because they may not seem the best. Don't spend all your time analyzing what's best and only using what's best. That's the track discussion. That's the relationship discussion. See what God does as you ask him for the opportunity to share the gospel. Um, there's three opens that ben, ben gave us this summer, uh, I think are valuable ways to pray. Open, give me an open door to share the gospel. Give me an open mouth to do it, and give me an open heart to engage with people, and I think those are good. One of my mentors used to say, God, give me uh, an opportunity to share the gospel. Give me the wisdom, see it, and the boldness to take it. Um, I think that's a, another faithful way to go. So. All right, I'm going to run this last video. Um, this one is public, but... I'm an Army chaplain, and uh, you would think that that would make it super easy. Uh, because I have an automatic on-ramp to people, but it's also a lot of pastoral stuff, but it's easy to, for it to be generic. Uh, I mean, there's non-Christians who are army chaplains. So 
um, and not even, I mean, wearing a, wearing a cross, right? Like, just, they don't give a rip about the gospel and don't believe it themselves. So you never know what you're going to get. But I, I would say all that stuff, at my best, at my best, I'm praying actively for a chance to share the gospel fully, um, maybe each week. Which sounds like, oh, that's a real low ball. And like, well, I'd rather... I'd rather say, I could, I could say every day, but I might be in office and in meetings and whatever, nonsense, right? But um, when I, I find that when I've been at my best and I've been actively praying for a chance to share the gospel every week, man, it's like Thursday afternoon. I'm like, man, I wonder what, oh, and then, hey, Jack, you got a minute? Or out running with somebody and it's just, boop, more opportunities show up. And I like to give my, I said all that to say a timestamp. So, you could say, uh, I don't know, you could pick a week, you could pick a certain number of times per month, but if you pray for opportunity, wisdom, and boldness, and give God a time stamp, <laughs> he, might, he might give it to you. Yeah, uh, I think that's a, a valuable way to go, is to be eager, you know, seeing what doors God provides that are open, but if you just pray, at least me, when I'm like, hey, let's let this happen, sometimes I forget to like, be intentional about it. Whereas if it's a, God, this week, my goal is that you would present me an opportunity to share the gospel and I'd faithfully take it. I'm more cognizant and more prayerful realistically in that way. There was a while back we had um, like a form. Do you remember, Jess? And it was, we were talking about sharing the gospel and being more forward with the gospel and, you know, how many... We would fill it out once we had talked with someone, right? And I mean, you didn't turn it into anyone. It was just, but the accountability of seeing that sitting in my car or on my table, That's just right. the accountability of thinking, I can't fill one of those out this week because I never got there. I never got to that point with anyone. It was always very convicting to me because there was some form of accountability for it. I think it's so easy to just, get busy with life and like maybe we bring the Lord up but we don't get all the way there like you said fully sharing the gospel because we didn't slow down long enough or we didn't have some sort of measure of accountability to do so I've got some of those forms down the office I'll go grab them so that they will uh, get stuck in your car and remind you and of what step you step on to your do. toes yeah. a little. that's right I'll go grab that in just a minute um and those are for you and the Lord and for you to learn from what you do. So. Any other thoughts? And so we thought we could potentially try and make this like a survey. Um, so what I would encourage you all to do is we will obviously explain as we go out door to door uh, who we are. We're from First Baptist Church. Um, so they have context. And... Uh, Ask them if they just want to do a quick um, spiritual assessment uh, that we're doing in the neighborhood just so we could see um, how we can better be praying for our neighborhood, if we could be better serving our neighborhood, and just lead it in with that and see where they go. Um, And so these are just prompting questions. You can see the first one says, what do you think are some of the biggest needs in our community? So it's listening to them, just hearing what their thoughts are. Um, It's not... A very intimidating question. Hopefully it's not for them. Because it's just letting them speak. Um, hearing what their 
desire is, what their heart is. You can see I wrote on here the intent is to find out what is important to them. Um, and uh, just see where the conversation goes. These, again, are just prompting questions. Uh, and just go with the conversation. A second one here, you can see it says, would you describe yourself as a religious person? Again, just say this is a survey we're taking. Would you describe yourself as a religious person? Do you attend worship anywhere? Um, and just see where the conversation goes. Uh, we want to get to some of these um, bottom questions here. You can see a third one, what does Jesus mean to you? Uh, and as they share, or if they don't share, um, you could just go with the conversation. And if they do share, you can, um, that'll leave room for you to be able to share what Jesus means to you. Um, and you could, um, after the conversation, take notes um, so you can remember who you've talked with and be praying for them. You can see the last one. Do you have anything uh, you would like prayer for? Um, and so if you get to that point and they are willing to engage you in that way, that I think could be very meaningful uh, to some people. So, really, this is just going out, um, really being blinded, uh, not knowing what's going to come out of it, and just seeing how God leads. Uh, I think it's important to remember when we do things like this, the goal, ultimately, is to honor and glorify God in it. Um, you will be successful simply by doing it, going outside of your comfort zone and sharing the gospel. Right? As Jason said earlier, uh, God is ultimately the one who converts individuals. Uh, we don't measure our success based on some coming to faith. I mean, that's awesome when you rejoice with them. But ultimately, God is the one who does that. So our ultimate purpose in doing these things is to glorify God and um, to grow ourselves uh, in this pursuit. So this is what we are doing next week. Uh, we want to give you some prep a whole week to think about it, be praying through it, thinking through these uh, prompting questions. If you have another prompting question that could go in line with this survey-like form, you can uh, go with those as well. Does anyone, that's a good uh, question I'll ask you guys. Are there any type of uh, prompting questions that you think could be helpful, that we would want to share with each other, that we could potentially add to a sheet like this. Alright, but let me pray for us and then we will be dismissed. Uh, Lord, we love you and we praise you for who you are, Lord. We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, and the gospel um, that you have given us, Lord. We thank you for uh, the good news and what Christ has done, Lord. Um, we thank you that we have been given the right to be called your children as um, adopted sons and daughters. Lord, we recognize the importance of this message, Lord, uh, because ultimately you are the only way. You are the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except for you alone, Lord. Um, and it's just uh, incredibly sad for ultimately all of those who don't know you, Lord. I pray that you'll regularly remind us of the urgency of the gospel and let that bolden us um, to share our faith, Lord, because we know 
Um, how we know we know you, Lord, and we know um, we know the uh, the the fix ultimately to the problem that sin causes, um, ultimately, which is death, Lord. And we thank you that you have given us a way um, to have eternal life in you, Lord. I pray that we will fall more in love with you as we look to you, Lord. I pray these things in your name.